I was listening to a um I was just watching videos um of a PT that not many people on keto actually like, but personally I love him. I think he makes some really valid points, whether it's keto or not. Um he came onto the topic of intuitive eating and he basically said that it's loud bollocks. And that kind of shocked me a little bit and I never watch any Instagram videos that are at least five minutes long because I just can't sit there for five minutes. But I watched this whole video and it actually made a lot of sense as to what he was saying. And I mean, it's just the same with when I've always had the attitude of always weigh weekly, don't weigh daily because it's going to mess with your mentality. And then I watched the video and it completely changed my mindset on that. So then when I was watching this video, I did actually think that he is making some really valid points on not to listen to your body you know when people say like with intuitive eating like just give your body what it wants if you want to eat this he was basically saying if we all did that if we all ate what our body wanted we'd all be obese and it actually rang true and I sat there and I was like if I ate what I wanted to eat then I would not be the size that I would be that's and he was true, saying, like, actually. A lot of us eat like absolute gannets. I mean, we can all sit here <laughs> right now and be like, I can have this takeaway, I can have that takeaway, I can just go down to McDonald's drive through. We would all be morbidly obese if we actually listened to our bodies and ate what we wanted to eat. But I think from a keto perspective, from where you do have limitations of what you can and can't eat, I say can't eat but don't want to eat, then it's a whole different board game. But just on the side of what he was saying, it was actually, it just rang alarm bells. And I was like, he's actually got valid points. So he's just more of a, yeah. eat, yes, eat what you want to eat, but also do track it as well. That's really interesting as well. And that totally, even, you'll have to send us the link and link us the video because I want to watch it now. Yeah. But that makes sense because if, yeah, because if I suppose if you do kind of eat what your body wants, then you the are just gonna. If I want what my body wants, I just eat my body weight in bread and crisps all day and just can't. Yeah. And I suppose when it comes to sort of bettering your health, and if you are wanting to lose weight, then you can't eat intuitively, I suppose, unless you're like literally just like a fitness freak for bananas and just fruit and just eating really lean yeah. and clean. But exactly. I think the majority of us, we've just been accustomed to just eating crap, haven't we? So yeah. That's actually really interesting. When I was thinking of it from like a keto perspective, obviously there are some things, like you mentioned, bananas. We necessarily wouldn't eat those simply because a whole banana has 20 grams and that's some people's daily limit. Same with an apple. But if you're going to intuitively eat on keto low carb, then it is a little bit different because you can eat those certain foods that you wouldn't necessarily eat on a daily basis anyway. But from an all-round perspective, it just made so much sense that I wouldn't say it's bollocks, but it could actually be quite damaging to people who just would like to eat what they want. So he explains it so much better in his video. I, mean, when you watch- <laughs> I suppose it's challenging, challenging your own body, isn't it? It's just to kind of say, like, you know, your brain, like we've all got that like part of our brain, haven't we? Is it like, is it called the hypothalamus part of your brain where it's like the appetite control center that will tell you you need to eat when actually you don't. So from your perspective, what you're saying there is 
that makes total sense and it's trying to basically switch that message off to be like actually no I don't need to intuitively eat that because I don't actually need that I'm not actually hungry yeah so I mean he will still he will still track his food he'll just sit there and be like okay if I'm going to have a McDonald's of 1400 calories then I'm going to put it onto my fitness pal and that's still intuitively eating, but you are still keeping track of what you are actually eating. You're not actually listening to your body 24-7 of what it wants. Because it does ring true, like we would all be back to square one if that happened, because that's how we got there in the first place. That is so interesting. And also, yeah, because you see people like, and I, I, I know I talk about Abby Sharp quite a lot, but she is a prominent YouTuber and she does review other people's diets all the time. And her whole thing is that you should be intuitively eating regardless of your size or whatever. But it doesn't actually work for everybody because especially if you've got a sugar addiction or you've been trying to fight it for ages or, you know, you've you've worked so hard to try and turn off especially for people that have had so much disordered eating in the past and like binge eating especially because that's the whole problem with you know that you're trying to turn off the kind of this sugar literally is the same as cocaine like for people you know like it turns on the same receptors in your brain and so if you're constantly you know thinking about oh you know maybe I want this maybe I want that but it's like do you actually want it or is it something else that's telling you that you want it rather than your actual body it's not your body telling you that you want like a whole pack of oreos it's a part of your brain (laughs) it's the same with like eating in moderation it's you know how far do I go with moderation how far do I go with intuitive eating like there really isn't a finish line for everyone so I think they do come hand in hand with eating in moderation and intuitive eating but I don't know that I just watched the video and I was like shit it's it's actually it's actually making some really valid points I mean I'm I'm not going to offend people who do intuitive eat but if you just give it a watch then he does make really it, it makes so much sense but also we were doing um and you know i learned about this in uh, a levels in psychology but you know we we did do a lot of intermittent fasting as a culture back in you know kind of caveman days and so we don't have a limit our limit was what we could hunt at the time and that determined your size and that's why humans are inherently like greedy and that's how like the you know these kind of uh, corporations have preyed on that because our brains never turn off from like high starch fructose high fructose corn syrup like it doesn't turn off from that being like a pleasurable experience you know as a food so yeah, I'd, intuitive eating just would not work for me at all. And it's the same with major cheat days as well. Like, a cheat day is for someone who's had a binge eating disorder. Like, that's a binge day, basically. Like, because there's no limit. Yeah. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> Sorry about a little bit of a tangent there, but uh, very passionate about, like intuitive eating does not work it may work for some people it may not work for others i mean for someone who's been 
keto for so many years and then go into intuitive eating, it may work for them, but it just really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Just the same with weighing daily as opposed to weekly. Like it really did open my eyes and cheat meals as well. He also did a video on cheat meals. Um, I think we can all gather who I'm talking about. Um, I posted it on my story yesterday and a lot of PTs hate the term cheat meals and it's a term that is used in the keto community quite a bit and I just think it is more damaging, you know, you know, it does more harm than good. But then again, you know, it's one of those things. It's at the same time, I can, I can understand it, but at the same time it is what it is. Like, there's kind of not really anything else to call it. Like, it is a cheat meal or a treat or whatever. Like, if you want to have a treat day, it is just kind of a cheat day. But it's just understanding that that's, like, just not to take it too far, I suppose. I think it's the word cheat that is obviously very negative. If you were to say it's a treat day or a treat meal and turn it quite positive, then you wouldn't have that negative effect that comes with it. So I just think it's just the word cheat or just say like an off-plan day or something like that. I yeah, mean, off-plan's quite a nice day. I'm just going to have an off-plan day. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're doing like a lot of weight training, you know, you can have a carb refeed, mm. which is quality carbs mm. over the like high, you know, um, high desire options. But yeah, I mean... Right, this is a question for you girls then, but if someone was starting on keto, would you, when would you recommend that they cheat or would you recommend that they cheat at all? I think starting out, I think try not to, personally. I think, okay, this is what worked for me, but again, I always try and say, like, we all do, don't we, that everybody's different. But I think if you're starting out and you have come from, like, a really, really high-carb diet, try and limit that first, try and limit your carbs first. So if you've got a really bad sugar addiction, maybe go low carb first and still have things like bananas and fruits and have that sort of natural sugar and then go down to keto. But I think if ketosis is your goal and you want to do, and you want to reach your weight loss goals, I think try not to introduce those carbs for a little while because then I think as soon as, personally, as soon as I've got a taste for it, that was it and I kind of went back into a little bit of a binging spiral so I think if you're definitely that type of person with those tendencies try not to introduce them for a while but then on the same time on the flip side we were saying this on the podcast with Noor as well so um Noor's a dietitian she's called the Nourishing State and she had a very valid point of saying if you just have little parts of the things you enjoy that can also really really help you so I think it's finding what would best work for you i think if you've got like a really really bad sort of binging tendency try not to but if you think that you can tolerate it have a little bit of the real deal so like have a slice of sourdough or have like a little bit of galaxy chocolate or whatever because if it's going to help you having a small part of it frequently throughout your journey is going to be much better than having like a big blowout cheat day in inverted commas yeah i mean it's kind of how you cope and react to the carbs i mean for me if i was to have an off-plan day then i would find it so easy to get back on track the next day because it gives me that it just gives me that push to kind of be straight and okay i've got it out of the way i'm not going to spiral i'm going to get back on it but a lot of people 
especially after Christmas, struggle so bad to get back on keto. I mean, there are people now after a month after Christmas and they still can't get back on the wagon. And that's simply because of their tendencies with carbs. So it does all depend on how you are with them. I mean, with me, I didn't really have a lot to lose. I lost my weight pretty quickly, like it was two and a half months. And I was like, oh, my journey's over. Like it was fun, but it was quite disappointing after like two and a half months. But I've never been one of those people to kind of eat loads and then, oh shit, I'm struggling to get back on. Um, but then again, it can also, like you say, if you've got hundreds and hundreds of pounds to lose or you've got stones and stones to lose, then just kind of maybe wait until like you're halfway at least. But then again, if you, if you can have one day, then just get back on it the next day, then there's no harm in that at all. I mean, it should, I mean, weight loss should always be your goal and you should always chase your goal and chase your results and not ketones. So when it comes to ketosis, it's not absolutely mandatory on keto and eating keto. It's just not. So, you know, if it is, by all means, obviously you don't have a cheat day because it will kick you out straight away. But if weight loss is just your goal and you can actually deal with a cheat day, then go ahead and do it. But if you can't, then don't. Or maybe just have little bits here and there. Like you said, you know, if you're if you want to have just a little bit, maybe have a little bit, but then that little bit can just lead to like the whole bag. If you're having chocolate, oh I'm just gonna have one little bit, then it could just give you that taste for it and then your brain's gonna trigger, then you're gonna eat the whole bag twelve bites, because that's what I do. <laughs> I think what you're saying there is just really reminded me. Um I don't know how to pronounce his surname, but I think he's called Mark Sisson. I'm not quite sure if I've spoken about him on the podcast before. But do you two do you two girls know about Mark Sisson? And sort of no. he's um I think he's the founder, I'm not quite sure. He's related to the primal kitchen. So like a primal way of eating. And that kind of reminds me a little bit of that. So he kind of explains that keto can actually be a really, really great um, metabolic state for everybody whether it's weight loss or improving your brain function or whatever if you do it not continuously so if you have regular breaks in and out of yeah. keto so you could fluctuate from keto to paleo to low carb back to keto yeah. so your body's got that constant understanding of different metabolic states so I think it can be quite not damaging as I want to use that word but if you're in ketosis for like a whole year with like absolutely no break is that really going to be the best thing for your body and it's understanding your body type and researching that because if you're just constantly in ketosis when you do eventually have some carbs is your body going to react that badly are you going to give you have you going to have given yourself an intolerance and i think it's just understanding that you shouldn't be scared to fluctuate in and out of ketosis and i think that since i've started doing that as well going from keto to paleo to low carb just a generally low sugar. So I'll have some rice, which is like, you know, it's fine. It's not necessarily high sugar. Just understanding that you can fluctuate in and out of different metabolic states. And I think that that has been the best thing for me in this journey is understanding that you don't have to constantly be in keto to lose weight. I mean, I would definitely say on the like cheat day kind of um, question that I would probably have not had a cheat day for a couple of months and then maybe transitioned to like because i know a lot of um 
a lot of the trainers they say to have like a cheat cheat meal so you could have like your favorite thing but have it just as a meal just like that one thing rather than spreading it out for an entire day because that, mm. that entire day could do like it could kind of unravel your whole week's progress yeah. um, that was like me for christmas there gia like i think you're right as well i was thinking after christmas day because i'd spiraled and i just went on christmas eve i was like oh do you know what screw it i'm just going to spend the whole week going to eat whatever i want all day every day when in fact I could have just enjoyed my Christmas dinner and then later in the evening did I really need a Christmas dinner in a bat with loads of crisps and crackers like I could have just enjoyed my Christmas dinner for what it is and then just enjoyed the next day I think you've you're totally right there because do we really need to have like a whole cheat day could you just exactly. condense it into one meal and just yeah. really enjoy that meal for what it is you know with whole foods like potatoes like nice veg that you miss that's not necessarily keto or low carb it's like the mental side of things as well. Like if you were just to have a keto or low carb breakfast or lunch and then your dinner was to be your cheat meal, then you wouldn't feel half as bad because for half of that day you've actually had no carbs. If you started your day with like massive bread or like sugary cereal and then for your lunch you've had more bread and then you've had like... I don't know, maybe a McDonald's for lunch or like a Greg's for lunch and then you go on to have a takeaway, you would just feel less mental guilt if you were actually to be good during the day. I think I saw a post on someone's Instagram to say that they, I think it was Chris actually, she had quite an off-keto morning but then said the day isn't ruined and then went on to have a keto dinner. So she started off her day quite non-keto. I'm not going to say bad, but she started off quite non-keto. And then she was just like, even though I've had this and that, and I think she had a galaxy or something like that. And then she still had her keto dinner. So it's kind of like a lot of people have the mentality of if they've slipped up, oh, well, I've slipped up. I might as well just eat shit for the rest of the day because I've really fucked it. When really you can actually get straight back on the wagon that day and you can actually just no, I'm going to have a strict dinner and just mentally not mess up myself when I go to bed and I feel like a bag of shit. So, yeah, that's something that I've been um, struggling with myself is to kind of understand that you can just have like, one meal a day because even for the past couple of years, I felt a little bit like, mm, you know, I've had something for lunch, maybe like a Greg's in the service station when I'm going to visit family or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I've already screwed it. I may as well just have whatever I want for dinner. Yeah. But I think that, you know, Chris's post was great. I think it was, I think like you say, it was Chris. I think it's just so important to understand that you don't need to wait until the next day or next week to start again. You can just start again the same day. You're just sabotaging yourself, really, because you're kind of just doing it because, I mean, I've done it because I've been pissed off. It's not like I've just let myself do it. I'm like, oh, well, I'll start again tomorrow. It's literally because... I am annoyed at myself. So I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I might as well just comfort eat for the whole day and then just start again tomorrow when really, you know, it's like when people, I think in the middle of December, they were saying, no, why wait until the new year to set your goals and why wait until the new year to lose weight when you can just do it now? So it's the same as, you know, if you have eaten bad during the morning, then don't start the next day. Don't start 24 hours later. Just start again in your next meal especially if it's the morning as well because you've had all day to sort of help burn it off <laughs> yeah and carbs are better in the morning anyway i find 
so yeah I, th- I think it's just trying to get out of that like once you've failed you failed for the whole you know week yeah. month whatever because I feel like some people literally spiral for like weeks after they come off the wagon you know um but even doing something like 70% of the time is better than doing something 0% of the time so and the thing is as long as you're in a deficit still you're not really going to do much to your weight loss I mean if this is your aim and you've ruined it fair enough you can always start again whenever but if it comes from a weight loss perspective you're and you're still tracking and you're still within your calories and you may have gone over on your carb macros a little bit, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to gain weight because you're still within your calories. So as long as you stick within your calories, then it's not really going to hinder your weight loss that much. It might do some good. I mean, carb refeeds, refeeds are always quite good for giving your body a bit of a kickstart. So mm-hmm. carb could... refeeds have really helped me recently as well. Like yeah. where I have had like a really higher carb day. If I then, you know, maybe if I have like 60, 70 grams of carbs in a day um, over like a weekend or whatever, and then on the Monday, if I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with going back to like lower carb, like under 30 grams or under 20 grams, it almost gives you the benefits of ketosis from the start again, because your body's like, oh yeah, I need to make more ketones now. And then you actually feel the benefits. You've given your body exactly what it is, a refeed of carbs that, you know, I don't want to say that our body needs carbs, but you know what am I trying to say basically you've given your body what you want what it needs and then you go back into ketosis and then you get the extra benefits of it again and you you can honestly kickstart your weight loss and I think a lot of people as well they've messaged me to say that they've been doing keto for two three months they're new to it they've had amazing results they've lost like three four pounds a week consistently all of a sudden they've hit a plateau what do they do and I'm like, well, actually, have you tried having a little bit of a carb refeed? Give yourself, your body, those few extra carbs and then go back into ketosis again because our bodies, personally, my body isn't designed to stay in ketosis for a really prolonged period of time and giving yourself that little bit of a break to then go back on it, but not like a mad break where you're binging. Just give yourself a little bit more natural foods like bananas, bread, a little portion of rice, and then go back into it and you can really feel the benefits. And then whilst you're doing your carb refeed, stay in a calorie deficit because then it won't hinder your weight loss too much. Because if you're staying in a calorie deficit on your carb refeed, yes, you might temporarily gain on scales, but that's going to be water weight. It's not going to be physical weight. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to eat more as well because carbs are always naturally low calories. A lot of people just turn their nose up at refeeds and it's basically just like starting keto again. It's like just starting from the beginning, from when you was in your first week and you dropped, I don't know, five to eight pounds or something, and your body switched from glucose to ketones. You'll then go from ketones to glucose and then vice versa. So it's technically like starting again, but not starting again. And if anything, to confuse your metabolism a little bit isn't that negative. Like you said, it can actually do your body some good. So if you just keep, you know, same with carb cycling, it's probably a better way to put it is carb cycling it actually does your metabolism a lot of good uh, we've mentioned it in one of the other uh, podcasts or i think it's with uh, um, ash like metabolic confusion that was a video that really drew me in because i was just like why would you want to confuse your metabolism like surely you want to keep it consistent but if you're going from like ketones to glucose ketones to glucose it can actually do your metabolism a hell of a lot of good but obviously keep those carbs complex and not refined 
So obviously going for like the bulgur wheats, the quinoas, the better breads, like the rice and the sourdoughs. Don't go low for sugars. Like or shit like that. Exactly. Still keep the sugars quite low, but just keep the more savoury carbs a lot more complex. You know, rice is always fine. Kind of stay away from like breads, pastas, noodles, things like that, because they're just fuck mm. with them. Unless so, it's sourdough. I find that sourdough is kind of like, if you want yeah, bread, exactly. have some sourdough, because it's like healthiest, I suppose. Like yeah yeah no sourdough yeah. is one of the better breads you can go for a rye bread perfect you know it doesn't just have to be like a bloomer that you get down in the going slightly off topic as well so like keto alcohol um every time i have alcohol you know i can keep it keto i'll have some bombay gin and some diet lemonade squeeze a lime it's beautiful but i physically can't go to bed unless I've had some carbs to soak it up. And like, what I do is I've got in my freezer, this is just so stupid. You know, when you go to Waitrose late at night and there's the reduced section of all the breads and I'm like, oh God, I just wish I could eat that whole baguette stick, but I'm not going to. But if I ever see some reduced sourdough, I always pick it up. And like the bottom drawer of my freezer is like my emergency alcohol soak up drawer. So I've got loads of sourdough bread as a stash ready and I find that after I've had alcohol on keto if I have a little bit of sourdough it sorts me right out and it doesn't affect any of my ketosis either just a bit of sourdough is the best <laughs> so yeah just little just little info out there <laughs> like you know that you're going to want it since you just take it out and defrost it before you're actually going to have some the next day or before you go to bed no literally I'll have it I call it post toast so it's like I know we're not going out I know we're not going out at the minute but it's like my post night out toast because I've, I've always done that even before keto I'd always have toast before I go to bed because if I didn't have any sort of like carbs to help soak it up I'd just wake up in the night and be sick so yeah. I'll just defrost it like my toast has got like a defrost version but I've got it already pre-sliced and ready so I'll, um, I'll have a couple of slices of post toast and it sorts me right out <laughs> But if I have white toast, can't do it. It'll really upset my stomach. But sourdough is really good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. It's probably because it's like yeah. fermented and stuff, mm. isn't it? You know, yeah. always good. Thick bit of Kerrygold as well. But, bit of Kerrygold on yeah. that. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, I think I've talked to Shannon a lot about. Um, a lot of people going into carnivore in the new year like it's that's like the new kind of trend almost but like I don't, I don't know how much like experience you guys have with it i've not really done it much every time i've done it it kind of doesn't really agree with my body type because i think that much meat especially i think on carnivore as well i end up having a lot of red meat and red meat just isn't good for my digestive system like it just screws my ibs up and just takes me over the edge I think it can be really good for weight loss and it actually really helps my skin. Um, but carnivore just isn't really for me. And I need those fresh vegetables. I need my green beans, my broccoli. Um, as soon as I have any sort of carnivore diet that's prolonged, it just doesn't agree with me personally. Yeah, like you say, it does depend on the person. I mean, I will just have about one or two a week um i did find i was speaking to you about it the other day Gia, i was just saying that my hunger had like my hunger for like sugar mm. and carbs had just completely gone down i would have one meal about four o'clock and um my calories would probably be like a thousand or less but my body just physically would not want any food for like the whole of the day not even like my dinner and 
I mean, yeah, like the, the micronutrients that I'd be getting from the food that I was eating was perfect, like my macronutrients as well. And it's a really good way to keep your carbs really low. But on the calorie side of things, maybe because I was just eating way too late in the day, if I was spreading it out over two meals, it would work a lot better for me. But my body just responds to it so, so well, like really, really well. Um, but I would only do it for like one or two days. And the only reason why I haven't gone strict on it is because I would miss my vegetables. And that is what a lot of people say as well. Because I was speaking to somebody about maybe trying carnivore as opposed to an egg fast. If they wanted to, you know, drop a bit of Christmas weight or get back into ketosis or something. And one of the things was vegetables. Even though you can't really have that on an egg fast either. Um, But, you know, it's just one of those things that... It may work for one person, may not work for the other person. Some people are absolutely strict with it to the point where they won't even have tea or coffee because it's a plant product. That's also another reason why I could not do it strict at all. It's because just need coffee. I just can't with my mindset because then as soon as I start telling myself I'm restricting myself with a little bit of milk. I, I'm restricting myself with my oat milk, having my coffee or a little splash of normal milk and my tea. As soon as I restrict things in my mind, that's it. My mindset goes down that bad route again where I'm like, I'm feeling the pressure. Um, so I kind of, that's another reason why I don't do carnivore. But there's so many people that get along with it really well. Like Fatfield, um, at Fatfield, she's amazing at it. Um, there's so many people that do carnivore and they get along so well. Like Bella, we've spoken to before. But... Yeah, that's the butt girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't do it. Yeah. I've tried. Doesn't agree with my stomach. I find it really hard with my mindset, but I can really appreciate that for some people it has amazing health benefits. Yeah, and I know for, the thing is, I know for Drea as well. She did struggle quite a bit to lose some weight over a really long period of time. Like I think it was months, and then she did carnivore, and I think she lost like between seven to ten pounds literally just within a week. Mm-hmm. So if you do want that, you know, that huge jump, then yeah, it could work. Mm. But it gives you a kickstart as well, like a really big ketosis kickstart. And then like gradually introduce those foods. Like I saw that I'm sure Gail won't mind us talking about her because she's number one fan and she'll be listening to this while she's running. But she's done her egg fast. (laughs) But she's done her egg fast this week, hasn't she? And what yeah. she's done is she's then like gradually weaned herself out of it instead of just dumping a load of like normal keto food in. So I think on day five, I think she had like a transition day where she's had yeah. like almost like a carnival way of eating where she's added her meat and protein in and then she's adding her vegetables kind of day by day. But, um, yeah, that's what you have to do on an egg fast. You know, you have to yeah. have your transition days. You can't just go straight from having egg and cheese to then having like a plate full of meat you have to still incorporate some of those eggs and cheeses with a little bit of meat and then because it's just going to shock your body at the at the end of the day it's like when you do a really long fast even if it's just a 24 hour fast and you need to eat the right foods otherwise your body's just going to reject it there were so many times where i would do maybe a 16 to 20 hour fast and then i'll have my lunch at work and there were so many times where my lunch just completely disagreed with me because I just didn't line my stomach properly. And, you know, it just completely rejected what I wanted to eat. So you do have to kind of transition maybe on like day four or five, but you have to know how to do it. I think that, I mean, because I have no issue with carnival because like we've spoken to Bella, we've spoken to those people and it does obviously work. But egg fast, like... 
they kind of bother me because eggs don't actually have that much protein in them and if you're only having two like per meal and then a little bit of cheese like the i know obviously that's probably the goal is that calories are low but like protein would be so like i i would not be able to do it like i would be starving i mean if it's only for like the three or four three or five days then you're not really gonna do much harm to like your body or like muscle mass but oh no i I think it's just seen more because obviously keto is predominantly high fat that's why it's the cheese and the egg because of the egg yolk and the fat that comes from the cheese if i were to do an egg fast i would probably incorporate more egg whites and then like a low fat cheese because it's got more protein in it but then that just probably defeats the objects of an egg fast <laughs> so we'll just yeah, bring like, some, like maybe just make some um make some like egg pancakes and then like in your pancakes add some protein powder like if that makes if you're like worried about your protein and egg fast you could always just add your protein in that way i suppose um but i just feel like that would just be a bit yuck actually <laughs> i just think carnivore over egg fast really i mean i would rather eat a shitload of meat than eat eggs and cheese because a lot of people come off of it and they can't stomach eggs they didn't enjoy it i mean i know there were a couple of girls posts and she was unsure as to whether she actually enjoyed her day of eating and for me, I just couldn't wake up and be like, oh, fucking hell, I've got to have cheese and eggs again. Or, oh, I've got to put a bit of fucking egg in my coffee. Like, it just, it's never sat well with me. And when people always talk to me about egg fasts, I kind of have to sit there and compose myself before I actually reply to them because I don't really want to go off on a tangent. But it's one of those things that I just, I just never liked. Just find it fucking pointless. And... I do find a couple of people have actually been quite disappointed with their results that they've got. And, you know, they weren't, I mean, yeah, you are kind of disappointed with your own expectations. I mean, you see people that lose like 10 pounds within a week. And if you're only losing about two or three, then it's like, oh, well, 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 why did I just do that? I should have just eaten within my food. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of people have been disappointed with their results recently but then again i know people that have gained on an egg fast yeah. just don't really know what you're gonna get just again just again it goes back to that age old age old message isn't it that everyone's different everyone yeah. kind of responds to it differently yeah um yeah and you have to make it exciting like you really do have to make like, exciting <laughs> i like it, when I ever do an egg fast, I try and like make some pancakes and add cinnamon into it because I'm like, I just need some flavour. I can't just like by the by day three when I'm like eating eggs for dinner, I'm like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I can't do this anymore. I need some sort of spice. <laughs> That's the thing. You're not even like the strict way of doing an egg fast. You're not allowed to put flavour in. You're not allowed to use salt. You can't even use like pepper. You're not allowed oh. to have cinnamon or like snickerdoodle pancakes. It's just not allowed. But, you know, that's what I've I just can't. Said, It's never really run through with me, to yeah. be honest. I find it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, dairy is way more inflammatory, especially if you were avoiding it before, then, you know, you have it on leg fast. That, that's probably going to, you know, give you water attention at least. Yeah. I just but, find um, when I have that much cheese, I'm just like, I can feel it. I can feel my body just not agreeing with that much cheese because you've got yeah. to have so many grams of fat per egg, don't you? And I, I don't really know the proper rules, but basically you just got to try and put like a 
load of cheese on every meal or like a load of mayo or whatever but I think that much fat just does not agree with me like it's great if you can get the results from it but like take it with a pinch of salt if you try an egg fast and you're not getting the results you need then clearly it's just not working for you and just yeah. go back to what you were doing and don't try and persevere with it um because some people just can't tolerate that amount of fat I would say like do a meat fast over an egg fast mm-hmm. Like there was like because you know you could do whatever your favorite meat is and water, like and salt and like that's what a lot of people do instead now when they're kind of not doing an egg fast if they want this. I think it was Fatfield did like was it beef I think it was butter. beef salt and yeah water. a lot of people do a beef and butter fast. I know Michelle yeah. does it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. See, even though it's just yeah. minced meat with nothing on it but butter, I think I could stomach beef and butter more than I could cheese and eggs mayonnaise every day mm. a lot more nutrition as well yeah I'd worry about like because you know there's not that I mean that there there's obviously there's vitamin d and whatever and eggs but the nutritional profile of it compared to like a meat is yeah. very different um and especially because like egg whites are quite inflammatory as well so for some people um so if, if your goal is like anti-inflammatory it might not be the best option yeah, no, I agree. but yeah